0: Consider the following and some of the results you will hardly believe. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Living Full Kombucha podcast. My name is Lydia. Thanks for taking time out of your day or maybe I get to join you along on whatever your day holds as you tune into today's episode. Thank you so much. This whole podcast is essentially what i deem my verbal journal as i made a big pivot in my career i used to be a public school teacher and i left to pursue a dream of mine towards becoming a commercial kombucha brewer with the ultimate goal to open an inclusive kombucha chaproom room that's going to celebrate neurodiversity in the workplace and provide job opportunities to adults with disabilities as well as host workshops and bring all things fermented to my community Right now, you're probably joining me at what I would deem the middle, if there ever was to be one on this journey. I've already established my business, Living Full Kombucha, and it's been going on for almost two years. But I don't have a tap room quite yet, so I am sharing a space within a beer brewery, and I'm learning how to scale. And we are attending local farmers markets and getting to become more familiarized with our community. And I say we because our team is small, but we are mighty. We have one employee, and if supportive spouse, and we are rocking it. We are taking some solid steps, which is actually what I would like to detail today, and specifically what we have done during this last year towards opening up our taproom. So again, welcome! In each episode, I like to share what I am sipping on. Sometimes it's something that I'm coming up with, or other times it is another amazing drink that I have found. But today, I am sipping on a creation that I'm super pumped about, that we've done, I have talked about in previous episodes that I really wanted to explore hops, and when I say hops, I'm talking about the dried hops, and I spoke, I think this was several episodes ago, but over the summer, we had played around with citra hops, and we used a green tea base, and we called it hoppy, I know, super original, but it went really well, it was a super easy going, easy sipper of a kombucha, and I wanted to explore a couple of different variations of hops. And as I mentioned, I'm in a beer brewery and so their access to hops is, I mean, I am in a space, my brewing space has a freezer and in that entire freezer, it is jammed full of all of their hops because it keeps the best and it doesn't go bitter if they're in the freezer. And so we had a conversation and they were like, you should try mosaic hops and they described compared to citra that mosaic hops have almost like a berry-esque flavor almost like a stone fruit if if that makes sense and so i went ahead and used the same green tea base as i did before so green tea kombucha and i let the hops infuse for i think it was three days I tried it, and I was at first a little surprised because I didn't really taste it very much. I do not brew beer, but apparently there was a reasoning behind this with the percentage of the crap. I needed to look this up ahead of time, but I didn't. But basically, the brewer, Dan, he's amazing, he recommended that I add double the amount as to what I did in the previous batches of Citra because the flavor would only come through with more of that hops. So I doubled it and he said, check on it within two days instead of three days. And when I tasted it, so it's been in there basically five days. It was delicious. In fact, I would venture to say, I like this one better than the citra hops. So again, this was just green tea, mosaic hops, and I put it in like a little satchel bag. It was almost looks like a little tea bag that infused that flavor. And I put that in the cooler for a couple of days. And when I tasted it, I carved it as well. Oh my gosh. It was just such an easy sipper and because it was January, I thought since a lot of beer uses hops, people are familiar, the nose of it really smelled like a, you know, like almost like an IPA. So I decided to coin it Dry January" because I think this is mostly in the United States, but especially after the holidays, namely Christmas, um, a lot of people like to revisit their relationship with alcohol, and I think it's like a trending thing right now as well. But Dry January is when you abstain from all alcoholic beverages for the month. And so I thought, how fun would it be to have a beer-esque kombucha that doesn't have, you know, alcohol that would get you inebriated, uh, but it is reminiscent of a beer. So dry January, because again, that hop had a berry-esque type of flavor and it was a huge hit. I actually didn't make enough. I didn't realize how many people would be super interested in it. And now I have people asking me at the farmer's market, when is it going to come back? And unfortunately, because I'm working on other flavors, which I'll get into later and you'll probably see in my social media, I don't have enough kombucha to make more of this, so plus it's the end of January. We're now into February, so I don't even know what I would call it, but I'm keeping this in my back pocket because I have an idea for March as to how I'm going to be doing some hopped kombuchas, which stay tuned for. In my head, this is a super cool idea, but we'll see. I'll bounce it off of you next time. (laughs) So in today's episode, I'm really excited because we are creeping up on our two-year business anniversary. Hard to believe that February 14th, 2021, we opened the doors to our online business because we weren't even established to go to markets. Again, we don't have a tap room quite yet, but nonetheless, our business was officially. Open and I thought it would be really neat in this episode to specifically go over this past calendar year of 2022 and what are some things that we did this year that we were really proud of and then look forward to 2023 and share with you what we're working on and what we would like to accomplish during this year. And okay, had I been a little bit more on my game, if you're listening to this in real time, I know it's been another hot minute since I released an episode, I could have done like a really cool 2022 recap at the end of. December or even all of January. But nonetheless, I'm here and I feel like it is more fitting because our actual anniversary is in February. So I thought this would be great. And because I'm not like super tech savvy, do you ever see that Instagram reel, that like viral sound that was like, let, let me channel in my voice here. It was like, and 2022 comes to a close. Dun, 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 dun. And that like you put all these different videos and stills of your business throughout the last couple of years. Okay, first off, my three-year-old Android can't handle all the processing in the videos because my storage is always full. (laughs) Story of my life. But really, I don't even know how to do it. I'm still trying to work on my real game, but I still don't understand technology. So this podcast is my sweet spot. So if I channel my my voice again, we can just pretend this is my podcast reel 2022 recap. (laughs) So why share about this publicly? And when I say this, I want to share about the wins that we had this year, different celebrations and milestones that we have come to. Why share about this publicly? I actually was talking to a brewer and it wasn't like we were having an argument, but the topic was growing in private and just keeping to yourself those wins and different things and and not sharing about it publicly or social media and things like that. And I respect where that brewer comes from. I think that's really awesome because that's how they want to view things. And we had a great conversation about this, but here's how I look at this. And I think of this in two ways. One is that I promised you from day one that this would be a come with me journey. And this platform allows me to bring you with me in a really unique way and offer you a a unique lens as to how I view things. But it's not telling you how to do anything and it's not to gloat or anything like that. But this is a real person who's just trying to figure out my business. And the icing part of this, although, okay, I really prefer the cake part over the icing. (laughs) But it's really to be an example of someone who has tried failed because I fail a lot try it again and I hope you view this as an example that you can also try whatever your heart leads you to do fail or not and so I wouldn't look at this as you know growing in private and not sharing along I want people to share in this because I want people to see the realness but your journey is so unique and two okay I pointed out that this is my verbal journal and let's be real. There are times where I'm like, how the heck am I going to figure out this next part in my business? And I narcissistically, is that even a word? (laughs) Listen to previous episodes of myself to show myself that I can figure it out. I mean, my love language is words, and this is freaking me talking to myself in that particular season, and it's so damn helpful on days that I'm stuck or I'm down on myself. So I definitely get where that person was coming from, but as I obviously have started and used this platform, I hope you can see what I'm about to share Um, through my lens, you know, and why I'm sharing this as to really be a come alongside me. I'm rooting for you. Not like a look at me. I say that in every single episode because that is not it. I am a baby brewer. (laughs) I'm a baby entrepreneur, but I hope you see your own self and your own journey and through what I'm sharing here on this podcast, you can take some awesome action steps. You can be proud of what you did too. And one more thing before we jump in. I think it's important, but these wins are wins for me. Some of these wins I'm about to share with you probably will not even make sense. Or it's something that you already naturally have a subset of skills that allows you to overcome some of the things that I deem like extra tricky, but it's a huge win when I overcome them. I'm still going to, I'm going to share them on this episode, (laughs) but when you can take the time to reflect and acknowledge the hard work that you have done, it helps bring clarity to what's in front of you and it spurs you to keep going. And that's why I'm here today. So let's get to it so i have a list i like bulleted these on a google doc and it looks like i have about eight or nine but some of these like i mentioned before are like really small wins but nonetheless something that i think should still be documented here and i'm not going to go in any particular order so come along for the ride but the first one that i had that we are so proud of this year is we upped our markets So when we first started our business, we started with one main market in Kenosha, like I've mentioned, we're in Kenosha, Wisconsin, and that's kind of like our home base. And we had just enough kombucha for us to get through one farmer's market. And oftentimes we would run out pretty early in the event, which already is a huge win. When we first started off, we were like, okay, this is a concept that we had. Are people going to take to it? Now they were taking to it, but we weren't able to grow with them as fast as we wanted to. And I'm not going to spend as much time, you know, back way, way in the past, and you can listen to previous episodes. But at the beginning of 2022, we took on another indoor market, which I've chatted about here on this podcast before, that the winter in general is just a really tough sales season. And so this is kind of more out of necessity, but we were also able to widen our radius because this was in another city we've never been to before, and we got to meet so many new people. So that was a huge win for us. Even though we were going from a Saturday market and having good sales um, in the summertime, we had to do a saturday and a sunday market to even be making half of what we made in the summer it was a learning opportunity for us but it helped us you know keep up and learn and we're really happy that we did it When we came to the outdoor season, we were super thrilled because we took on not just one, but two more additional markets. And so one of those is on a Thursday in Burlington, and that was a little smaller than our Saturday market, but it was extremely consistent and close to our home. And so again, just widening our radius, getting to know other people in our area. And we did that all summer. So we had a Thursday market, a Saturday market, and then towards the end of the summertime, We had enough demand as well as we had product um, because I'm about to get to the production side here in a little bit. But we took on a Sunday market in Crystal Lake, Illinois, at the Dole Farmers Market. And that was going into another state. Crystal Lake was where I taught in the public school system and where we had lived for a couple of years. And this market is ranked as one of the top ones in Illinois. And what a neat opportunity. So just to have enough product to go to that and meet more people was extremely awesome and so encouraging. So as we went to the indoor season, an important lesson that we learned during last year and one that we wanted to improve on during 2022 is that we needed to take on more than just one indoor market because that momentum and sales and just staying alive, honestly, is we need to do more markets. And so we are now doing five markets every week. And so we're doing a Thursday market, two Saturday markets and two Sunday markets, Which I'll kind of speak to that a little bit later on in the episode, but nonetheless, we're still pumped that we're at this point that we actually have enough product to bring to all five of these markets, and that is a win. This kind of tag teams into the second thing that we're really proud of, but we know that we needed to up our production. We ordered larger symbiosis trays. We've been rocking seven gallons, we're moving up to 15 gallon trays, and it was going to double our production. And we thought we ordered it in enough time, but there was a huge shipping crisis with everything that COVID-19 had done. So by the time we got it, we got it in March. But what we're really proud of is that from March until May, we had to learn how to use a whole new system of brewing. And I had tried to document this a little bit in social media, and I've done podcast episodes about learning how to use them in the past. But essentially learning how to use any type of a pump butterfly valve, electric brew kettles, because again, this is a larger quantity. I didn't know how to do it because I was using five gallon buckets and things like that too. I'm not saying that that's the wrong way, but it was just a complete shift of thinking. And I still wanted a really consistent product because there wasn't really a lot of room for error. We still have farmers markets. We still need that money to be able to fuel what we're going to be doing next. And so I really tried to thrive in that you know, learn in real time moment, but also still keep progressing. And that was really challenging on me mentally. But hey, I'm, I'm just really pumped that it worked out. Do you get it? I said pumped. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, just to give a frame of reference to something else that I just have been really proud of is just becoming more efficient with how I use the trays. When I first started in the electric brew kettle and like steeping the tea, put that aside, but it took me almost an hour and 45 minutes to actually clean it, pump the tea into it, stir it, add the inoculate of the, you know, the SCOBY starter, all of that put together and then putting on the, you know, the, the cloth and everything. It took me quite a while. And now I'm really happy to say that one tray takes me about 45 minutes to complete. And that's pretty reasonable for me. But again, it's just getting more efficient on my own. Even if you can do it in 20 and I did it in 45, I still consider that a win for me. And also another like sweet win on these trays. If you have seen a picture of them, oh my goodness. I mean, they are large rectangular trays. When it comes time to put on that darn cloth to, you know, let the oxygen flow, but the fruit flies stay out. Putting that on as one person is a freaking joke. (laughs) it is ridiculous how do you like slingshot it over the top because that cloth usually you know goes into the liquid soaks up I had many a cursing fits with myself because I couldn't figure it out. And my husband was, you know, he's got that brain, the analytical brain, and he came up with a really cool system of putting rubber bands, like really nice, strong, elastic rubber bands, kind of like in an X pattern across the top so that when I do put on my, you know, my cloth, it lays lightly on those elastic bands and it's way easier for one person to put it on and so putting on the elastic even was tricky for me too because you had to stretch it all the way across and they were like you know those like workout bands that are just really beefy well several times they didn't get caught underneath the lip of the tray and they'd snap back and hit me right in the face (laughs) restart the cursing fit What a mess. I know that that was probably the most best, you know, the best way for what I'm doing right now and really the most cost efficient because in the past, um, a quick aside, Sean had built grates to go over the top that we had used old cookie trays on, like cookie cooling racks, but we can't find cooling racks that are large enough to go over these symbiosis fermenters. So elastic bands it is. And I would snap myself with those probably once or twice a week, but I'm happy to say, what what do they say in like the workplace? X amount of days since whatever happened, like an injury. I think I need to create a board for how many days it has been since I haven't snapped myself with a rubber band. <laughs> I think I'm over the double digits, y'all. That's pretty awesome. <sighs> so, I mean, since getting them in March i feel like i have become extremely efficient on them i would say probably mid august to early september so that was quite a while but i'm really happy to say that i feel like i'm a master at how they work now and the time frame of them so if you want to know about the symbiosis fermenters and some more of my thoughts feel free to reach out i'd love to talk about them with you or even like do a little video with you to kind of show you what i have but let's keep going oh this is a good one composting As one can imagine, kombucha, we use a lot of raw materials between all the fruits and the scoby and the tea. And so what's really nice is instead of throwing it in a plastic bag to go into a landfill just sits forever, Uh, we have found a local organic farm that has a very large composting site that's not too far away from the brewery that will take all of our composting. And so what's been really cool this past year is that we have taken hundreds of pounds to this educational organic farm. And this really grounded me. (laughs) I don't know, pun intended, but... um, you know, it was super humbling to go because I would basically go once a month or once every other month and I would take them in large buckets and scobies be heavy. <laughs> like the, the scobies that I get from the trays, because remember scoby pellicles take on the shape of whatever vessel that they're in. So I have like these huge rectangular scobies that are just massive along with all the different fruits that I'm using for both the kombucha and the shrubs and the tea And by the time it's been about a month, I usually had about 100 pounds plus that I was taking every month. Or even sometimes during the summer months, we went even more frequently. And so when I was going, it was just humbling in itself because I got to see this compost in every single season. It was just really beautiful. You know, I recently went, and if you're listening to this in real time, it's like negative (laughs) 10. Like literally, it's like negative 10. Although if I look out my window right now, there is a windsurfer on the ice. I live on a lake and he's like windsurfing on the ice. Crazy pants. But going in all the different seasons and like dropping all of our stuff on the compost pile was just really, really cool. And also I met some amazing people through, um, it's called Hawthorne Hollow. If you've never checked them out before, it's an educational organic farm. I cannot say enough good things about them, but I even had a customer... Her name is Chris. If you ever listen to this, Chris, thank you so much for all your support. But Chris is also a volunteer at Hawthorne Hollow. And one time when she had ordered home delivery to her house, I think she'll think this is okay, but she had left the empty bottles outside and she left a little note in a little jar. And inside the jar was honey, and the note had read, "These, uh, this honey is produced from all the bees that were fed from all of your composting efforts. And she, you know, laughingly put all the grapefruit and the citrus fruits and things like that. But I just thought that was really special and just a really unique way to, you know, get to know the earth in this way and just kind of that cycle and how we can give back in that way and also just meet some really incredible people and i think we're going to continue some maybe workshops in the future and of course still compost with them too but another thing that we're super proud of this past year is we got into a lot more retailers Learning how to come up with wholesale pricing and understand it profits and margins is definitely something I am still learning about and something that I feel like I'm gonna dedicate an episode to in the near future. But nonetheless, we were just super excited to be able to extend our network a little bit more and say yes to wholesalers. Because when we first started, we don't really have a lot of kombucha in our area. So when people were hearing about it, they wanted us right away. But because we were not able to make enough kombucha at the time we were selling out all the markets, we didn't have enough kombucha to give to them at that wholesale price. And it just wasn't the smartest move for our business at the time. But now we're able to say yes to several. And it's really nice because the retailers that we do have, we have a really personal personal relationship with and we get to know them on a first name basis and I'm usually the one that will deliver the case or however much they order so it's just been a really neat opportunity for us as we learn and grow in this wholesale retail space so another big win for us in 2022 and kind of to piggyback off of that we didn't have enough kombucha to really give in 2021 to our wholesalers and now we have enough is well now we have enough to actually drink our own kombucha ourselves at home (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I know that might sound really pathetic, but we were barely making enough to keep up with the demand at the farmer's market. And especially in this early stage, one bottle is one opportunity to meet somebody and they could come back and get some more. And so when I really wanted a kombucha or Sean was just like digging his hand into a case, I was like, no, it's going, please don't drink it. But I know, that's kind of pathetic, but at the same time, we're just super pumped that we're now making enough kombucha for us to bring home cases of it or growlers of it that we can just enjoy whenever we want to, including this hopped kombucha. So good. All right. Okay, so this is one of the bigger wins for us, and I was contemplating whether or not to share this, but... Again, verbal journal. I'm gonna listen to this later too and be like, go, Lydia, go. But this year we doubled our sales. And that is just like, one, my jaw just dropped when I saw the numbers. I was just like, wow. I mean, we put everything we have into this business. And so when we saw that number, we were super proud. And, you know, we project our numbers. And so when we hit that number, that we had projected, Sean and I were like chest bumping each other like, yeah, boy, we did it. But at the same time, it was proving this concept that this is working. And, you know, there are definitely some long, long days. And I know a lot of you are fellow brewers that listen into this. It's a lot of work, especially when we're in that like farmer's market hustle in this moment, because we don't have our own tap room, we're just trying to get more people to join our community. And so seeing that number for sales was really awesome. Also, what was really neat is looking at the specific categories of where the sales came in. Obviously, we are living full kombucha, but if you've been following me for a while, we have two products. We also sell shrub drinking vinegars, and this year, the shrub drinking vinegars were at the same sales as the kombucha. Like, what? Like, I'm trying not to be too loud in the microphone, but that's me being all hyped because Lydia, a couple years ago, was just trying to keep the kombucha business alive and brought on this other product, (laughs) and now we have people that kind of only want to buy shrubs sometimes, but hey, happy dance so excited and also we were able to bring on tap which was a huge sales point especially during the really hot months and that tag teams into the last bit on my list here but my husband Sean if you haven't seen this he built an incredible tap system like handmade oh my goodness it's freaking gorgeous but people were just coming up to it just to look at the craftsmanship and they didn't even know what kombucha was be like yeah pour me some or they at least try a sample so that was really neat to see what the numbers and also I love any chance that I have to talk about how awesome my husband is. So anyways we're finishing up our list here but another huge win for us in 2022 is that we had the ability to hire our first employee. I didn't realize how badly I needed some extra hands but it became pretty evident that I was at that pain point where I literally couldn't really do as much or I was spinning in circles and having an extra set of hands was monumental so towards the end of the summer we hired on matt and matt i don't think you listen to this podcast but what's up you're the best we love having you he comes in once a week and he helps us bottle everything for future markets and he also helps us clean kegs and then we're kind of building on some other things and seeing what he likes to do but overall he has been instrumental in our growth and it allows me to really focus on some other components of the business such as brewing and stuff like that additionally in april i maybe should have started with this too but i had shared that i was a public school teacher And I've actually had a lot of questions from other entrepreneurs about when did you jump? Did you leave completely? Did you have any other forms of income? And I'm going to spend another episode on this in the future. Again, I'm promising a lot of episodes because your girl's going to be consistent this year. That's another goal of mine. Okay. But I did have a little bit of an in-betweener job before I pursued kombucha full-time. So when I left teaching, I jumped into a bartending job and that bartending job was at a place that made kombucha. So I was trying to put myself in an environment where i could learn and also make money and it was one of the best decisions that i've ever made the hive tap room in east troy wisconsin if you're a local highly recommend that you go not just for the amazing drinks but for the community that they foster there and tim and isla have been like mentors to me as i have grown while i was working there but in april of 2022, I put in my notice because I realized I, I really couldn't do that. And I was even just working one to two days a week for them, but I needed to solely focus on the business. And yeah, am I paying myself yet? Hmm. <laughs> I'm going to let that sit for a little bit because there was a yay and a nay in there. And I know a lot of people are really curious about that. And I think it deserves its own episode. So I'm going to leave that there. But wrapping up our list, Second to last is I was really proud about how many seasonal flavors that I was able to bring out. We had 15 different seasonal kombucha flavors, as well as seven shrub flavors. And it was just really fun to bring different batches outside of our flagships. I started off with four flagship flavors, and right now we currently have three. I decided to make one more of a seasonal to allow to have more rotating flavors because I realized just how much people enjoy the change and they want to follow us but they love our products but they also want to see some some new things and it's been a really fun challenge for me as a brewer you know I definitely still don't consider myself a master at brewing whatsoever and so learning a new flavor was really big for me and oftentimes I would make a flavor and I'd kind of be flying by the seat of my pants I still feel like that today by the way so don't be afraid if you're like I've been doing this for a while I still can't figure it out me either but (laughs) I've had some pretty fun successes and even some that I would deem not my favorite, but other people love. So it was just really cool to still bring out to the market. But a couple of my favorites this past year was a pear cardamom, black raspberry, basil, and then I freaking love beets. So I did like a beet rosemary, beet ginger, and then uh, shrubs. I really, really loved our mango cardamom. Cardamom kind of is like a i guess a theme (laughs) cherry vanilla which is coming out really soon little teaser i'm digging that one but i'm just super proud of myself that i was able to create some of these not saying that i made enough for the masses but enough for me to build my confidence as a brewer this year so that when i make more in the future i'm also learning how much i can put out and based off of me just freaking getting it done even if i didn't feel like it was the best uh it still happened and that's my encouragement to you is keep trying those new flavors, put them out there, even put them as like an experimental series. I always told people that, hey, this is a five gallon batch. You may or may not like it, but please keep coming back to me. And so it was a talking point for a lot of people. Even if there are several people that were like, yeah, that's not my favorite. That's okay. They would come back again, try the next batch. And you know, they surprised the heck out of me when they came back and they tried a batch that I was like, and eh, not my favorite. And they're like, dang, can I take a whole growler of that? things surprise me, like the pumpkin spice. Oh, I won't even get into that. But anyway, I am going to finish up our list today with, I think, one of the biggest things that I am just really proud of. And that is that we have had the support from everybody enough to be able to scale again. And we are now able to essentially quadruple our brewing capacity. And most recently, at the end of 2022, we purchased four 200-gallon fermenters. Which this will align really perfectly with the conclusion of our episode, which is to briefly chat about a couple of things that we have goal set for 2023. I wanted to make sure that you saw that I put on our list of wins getting our fermenters, even though I have no idea what I'm doing with them yet. (laughs) I mean I have a ballpark idea but I really haven't mastered them whatsoever but just the fact of having them here and seeing them I haven't filled them up all the way quite yet but I'm learning how to use them it's still a huge encouragement to me and I hope it is to you as well you know I am just trying to better myself one percent every single day. And the fact that the community, like I mentioned, um, are supporting our mission and where we're going and buying all of our kombucha and our shrubs and have given us this opportunity to scale to this point, I need to consider this a huge win, even though it's probably going to take me a hot minute to figure out how to use the system because it's not a symbiosis fermenter. It's a totally different shape. I have to use a lot more starter. There's a lot more math in here. But I'm not going to say I'm bad at it. I just need to work at it. It's going to take me a little while. So that is one of the most important things in 2023 is that I learned how to master the system and really just to prove to myself that I can do this. And I really hope that, you no, know, actually, hell, I know that by the end of 2023, I'm going to have it figured out. And I'm going to listen to this episode and be like, yeah, girl, I did it. Additional things that we are goal setting towards in 2023 is to ship the shrubs. Learning how to ship things, and I did not say kombucha on purpose because one liquid is heavy. It's glass. It's carbonated. It's fermented. Has to stay cold. Uh, but the shrubs are a little bit more manageable. And where my pace is right now, it's smaller. It's shelf stable. It can fit into smaller boxes. And that profit margin, I still need to figure out. And so this will be a really great way for me to learn with shipping and over. Over time, the kombucha will be here, but my goal is shipping shrubs. In addition to that, we would love to get some merch. I know a lot of you on the podcast have been asking about when is there going to be merch. I'd love to support you from afar. And so I'm looking at getting some t-shirts or some hats and things like that. So stay tuned for that. My brother, actually, for my birthday, he designed some really cool merch and we found like a local person in Kenosha. And really, I just need to meet with these people and execute it so we can actually get stuff out there. So stay tuned. That is definitely happening. The next one is a big one, but it is vital, is finding our own place. In previous episodes, I shared that I needed to move out from the brewery, and there's a myriad of different reasons. They've asked me to since stay, and everything is good, but I am at my brewing capacity, and the demand is there. And just to be honest, I don't have all four of my 200 gallon symbiosis, or they're not symbiosis fermenters. I don't have all the fermenters in my brewing space because they simply don't fit. I actually had to purchase a storage unit to put two of them in and some other supplies. And I only have two of them at the brewery while I learn. So I would like to move into my own place this year and really it's time. And then I would have my own schedule to kind of go around and stuff like that. And I would be able to produce more and that would open the doors towards more wholesalers and even just bringing in the public because eventually my goal is to host workshops and things of that nature. So this is the year and you've actually seen it on my website since day one. I said 2023 is the year that we hire more employees and we get our own warehouse or our own retail space. So this is the year manifesting that super exciting. When we do get our own space, I'm starting this process right now and just the conversation, but there is a place called Kenosha Achievement Center, which is a vocational and independent living center for adults with disabilities in the community. But I'd like to come up with a framework and begin a training internship program with them so that I can have individuals come in and work in our tap room. I'd really like to get that started. You know, I haven't really been able to start as much in that area in regards to our mission because when we're sharing a space, Space with different people one in itself the insurance is kind of nuts and it's not my own space so it's really hard to ask somebody else and say hey I like to bring in all of these people and do all these things when really it's not my place to say that and so to have our own space is really going to open a lot of doors towards moving forward specifically in our mission and one that I'm just like I've been ready since day one, but I know patience, patience, patience. And like I said before, I need to know the systems and I need to know the business well enough to be able to bring anyone on. And so I feel like with these two years of being patient, I now kind of have more of a framework of what I'd like to do so that when someone comes in and they're job training or they're working for Living Full Kombucha, I know what they can be doing and find something that really fills them up. Our second to last goal of 2023 is a really important one and one that we had to learn the hard way, let's be real, is prioritizing fun and rest. I already mentioned earlier in the episode that This business is hard, not just mentally, but physically, and especially any entrepreneur, no matter what space that you're in, um, you're gonna wear a lot of different hats, and that really strains on all parts of your life. And so those fun parts, or those rest parts, often for me at least, I can't speak for anybody else, has always been the first out the window simply to just get more done, or something that I deemed was more important. But more than ever, especially, I've been nearing that burnout stage so many times that it's quite dangerous. You know, you can't do that to yourself. And so really prioritizing fun. And when I say fun, I have specific things that I myself really enjoy hobby-wise that I've neglected for a long time. And really just going to bed at a decent time and resting really well. Additionally, I mean, this has eaten up into Sean and I's relationship, another podcast episode teaser for you in the future. I'd like to have him on really soon. But as you can imagine, wearing all of these hats, especially because Sean has jumped in so much to support There are a lot of times where he is a business partner and a roommate. It seems more like that at least. And he is my best unpaid employee. (laughs) That's not it. Nothing against Matt. He's paid. Don't worry. But Sean does all this full free. I like to say to people, I pay him in food. But as I mentioned before, we're going to five different markets. Matt doesn't do the markets for us. He's just coming in one day a week to help us bottle so on saturdays because we have two markets sean goes to one i go to another and that's a sacrifice on our time together and so we really have to make some solid efforts to be able to really just be husband and wife and hang out together so something that i really want to focus on is building in that fun and that rest as well as prioritizing community I obviously know that I can't do this alone, which is why I'm also drawn towards this podcast community and things like that, but also putting myself in proximity to other people who are entrepreneurs or just people that really have that zest for life that are always wanting to better themselves. I think that's extremely important, and I have definitely felt that point where I just feel lonely, you know, and goodness, I'm thinking of all these different podcast episodes, but I really believe in the statement, it takes a village because it truly does. And not just someone coming up and buying a kombucha bottle, but someone coming alongside us and, and really just, you know, caring about each other and where we're going. And so there's just so much I can say about that, but something that is extremely important and I don't want to burn myself out before we get to the end. Speaking of the end, my final goal of 2023 and also something that I'm really proud of is you probably guessed it, this podcast. You know, it's just been so neat to see this podcast really evolve over the last couple of years. I even started this podcast prior to opening my business. It's been over two years, and it was originally called The Teacher Turn Alchemist, where I was just kind of figuring out, what am I going to do? What's going to happen? And now we have evolved to the Living Full Kombucha podcast, something that I just was in awe of as I looked at the stats. I haven't really done that, um, but just seeing how many people actually listen into the episodes. And we've passed over... 5,500 downloads, which is incredible to me. And even recently, I mean, I've been getting dozens and dozens of emails from people all around the world saying hello introducing themselves to me and just telling me your story. And it's just been such an incredible opportunity that I've had because of this platform that I get to meet you. Like seriously, this is a pinch me moment. We're actually in the top 25% of business entrepreneur podcasts ever. Like what? That's just crazy for me to think about. And I attribute that all to you, the listeners, and you wonderful people that I've gotten to know. Thank you so much. And so as a goal of 2023, I'd like to be a lot more consistent on this platform. I don't want to leave you with month gaps because I have so much on my brain. I want to talk to you about it. I want to connect with you over some things. And I'd like to keep that line of communication open more frequently. And so I promise to come back to you in a more timely fashion. And throughout this year, and heck, by the end of 2023 I'd like to release episodes on a more frequent basis I'd like to say even like bi-weekly weekly weekly, but nope I'm gonna say it bi-weekly or weekly let's do it like this is a goal I'd like to hold myself to so thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this podcast and this episode and yes I hope this resonated with you today I don't really know how to conclude (laughs) It's been a minute. I need to do this more frequently, right? But reach out to me, livingfullkombucha at gmail.com. Follow me on Instagram and shoot me a message. Again, love to know who you are. And if you have a little bit of time today, it would mean the world if you left a review on Apple Podcasts so that we can just keep connecting with more people here on this platform because you never know where this is going to go you know, certain things that are laid on your heart really evolve. And they're so much bigger than ourselves. You know, that was a pretty big concept to leave you with today. But I'm just feeling really, really grateful for you all and uh, really grateful for a wonderful year and looking forward to a great year ahead. So with that, be well. We'll catch you next time and cheers.